Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. It is Wednesday, um, December 8th, 2021. I kind of forgot where and when I was. Uh, so we're continuing with my testimony and I'm no longer going off of the memoir. Um, I think it's probably best that way because then I can just, you know, it's, it's more current. It's more like what's on my heart and what I feel the Lord wants me to share rather than just reading something that I wrote several months ago. It may not feel, you know, that it's timely. Um, so where, where I left off. Okay. So we moved to Arizona. Um, we both knew very clearly that we were supposed to move here and we did, even though everybody was saying, Oh, you're not going to make it. Oh, I mean, you know, how people are so well meaning you're going to end up moving back. Even some people you're not hearing from the Lord. I don't think you're hearing from the Lord. And it's like, okay, well, we'll see. Um, and so we ended up here in 1990, end of 1996, um, got into a very successful business um, ownership, and it took over our lives, just plain and simple. It took over our lives. Um, and then in 2007, well, in 2005, um, me and Gary separated for three months and got back together on his birthday that year. So 2005, 2006, <clears throat> I asked for the evidence of the Holy Spirit in his life and that was given to me. That was in Monday's broadcast. And then um, in 2007... I, you know, I got, I had quit in our business and went into, um, you know, like an office -y job. And then in 2006 and seven, I got back into the business um, as a contractor on my own and had my oldest son um, helping me run that business. So we were essentially had like two businesses going doing the same thing. And, and and again, it took over our lives, but you know, just following following what I felt like the God what like what I felt God's will was. And through the whole thing now, I'm just I'm starting to realize that we had taken our focus off of God and put it on this business. And when you're there's so many demands made on you, that's really easy to to, to do. And God understands it. You know, he was the one who put us in the business. He brought it to us. And so at that time, it was like, well, God understands. We're so busy, you know. So we started going to church, you know, to, to try and repair a marriage. And we were going to a good church and all that kind of stuff. And then in 2007, we started realizing that we need to invest. You know, we... We were investing in the business, but um, 
you know, furniture, fixtures, and equipment doesn't appreciate. And so we were like, well, let's, let's invest in something that does appreciate. Neither one of us wanted to go into the stock market because you, that's a long-term investment, way long-term. And it's it's seriously not fun watching values all over the board. You know, it's that starts to really put your focus on, you know, money issues too much. So we wanted to invest in property. Well, in 2006, I believe it was, we bought a property out at the uh, local airport. And then the values of properties around here just skyrocketed. And we ended up not, ended up not using it for the intended purpose that we thought we were going to. So we're like, well, let's sell, you know, and, and make a really good return on investment. So we did, and we ended up, we could pay off all of our bills. Um, my mom at that time, back up north, uh, my dad had passed away in 2003, which I kind of bypassed that, but he, he had cancer. Um, not that it wasn't important, but um, there was just stuff that took place at that time that was, you know, I'm not going to go into. So my mom was having a hard time keeping up with the house and the bills and everything. And so my sister called all my brothers and sisters and said, who is willing to take over mom's mortgage because she can't pay, keep up with the mortgage payments, her medical bills, um, and the taxes and insurance and all of that. Because my, my, my dad, for some reason, had to pay the taxes himself. I'm not sure why it wasn't in the principal interest taxes and insurance part of the mortgage. But anyway, there was a huge property tax bill. I think, oh, I know what it was. Um, the mortgage that was on the property was an equity loan. The regular main mortgage had been refinanced into an equity loan. And at that time they said, now you understand, you'd pay your own taxes and insurance. And he said, yeah. Well, when he passed away, my mom found out he hadn't been paying the taxes for several years because they just couldn't afford it. And so she was pretty shocked. And then she's getting letters from the, um, the, the property tax place saying, you need to pay these or we're gonna auction off your house. I mean, that's, this, that, this is a real thing. We're gonna auction off your house. So she didn't tell anybody but my sister who was who, her power of attorney and doing her bills. Just a second, somebody is really and so my sister called everybody and everybody was like nah the house is pretty much trashed and so we're we're not really interested and i'm like what so you mom's gonna lose the house and nobody cares you know and they're like well it's not that i mean we'll help her with her bills we just don't want to pay off the mortgage and like just pay everything you know and some of them were saying and you know I mean everybody has good intentions they're like well maybe mom should you know go into assisted living and maybe this and maybe that you know because I mean she was getting older and and so um I talked to Gary and I said you know what we just made a chunk 
on the sale of that property. Can we please pay off mom's mortgage and her bills? It's only going to be like, I think it was like 25000 You know, and he was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. You know, God's blessed us. Let's do it. So we did. And, you know, so then I became the owner of the house upon her death. So 2007 rolls around, and um, and so I took care of this, you know, for mom. Well, she was getting old and belligerent, and she was not appreciative of it. So what? Now she owns my house? You know, it's like, not until you're gone, but I just paid, I just paid it off. I'll take care of it when you're gone. You know, and I didn't keep bringing that up. You know, I was just like, geez. <laughs> anyway, so in 2007, it was September. Life is going on as usual. Um, well, no, for, well, it was actually July. I went up there, paid it all off. And then we had a mortgage title burning, you know, ceremony. And mom was happy then. And we all got together, you know, all the family, all the nieces and nephews, we all got together. So at that time, I was at my sister's house, the one from Nebraska. She was living up there. And I was at her house and she said, you know, I feel like the Lord is calling me back to Nebraska. You know, mom's health is, is pretty good right now. And um, our other sisters can help. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, you know. And she said, um, but I feel it's not going to be too long from now where we will be back up in, you know, mom's hometown, our hometown, taking care of mom because I don't think her health is going to hang in there all that long. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I feel that too. So she went back to Nebraska September. I'm down here in Kingman with the family. My family and my sister called and she said um, one of our nephews had committed suicide he had hung himself and we knew he was having trouble you know with partying drugs and all that kind of stuff and it was just devastating because he was the same age as my middle child my son you know in the middle he was the same age, and they were really close before we had moved away. You know, what, well, 10 years earlier, which means he would have been 18 or 19 years old. So we were devastated. So me and that son and then my youngest, my daughter, drove up for the funeral. Gary and my oldest boy couldn't get away from the business. They were, you know, running each of the businesses. So we went up there, and during that time, I went over to my sister's house, the one from Nebraska, and I was talking to her. And I went to her apartment, and she still hadn't gone to Nebraska at that point. Yeah, she hadn't yet. She was still up there. And that's when she told me that, you know, she was getting ready to leave. And, but that she felt that she'd be back soon. So I came back here. And then in January, she called me and she said, mom's health is bad. So this is January of 2008. She said, mom's health is really bad. And I think that I need to go back up there and move in 
and take care of her because she can't take care of herself. And my other sister was staying with her part-time but was working full-time. And she said, I can't do this alone. Mom has become um, not, not Alzheimer's or... Um, Um, or dementia. So, we, I mean, she was showing signs of dementia. So, and living by herself in the house and not able to handle her finances. So I said, all right, I will talk to Gary and I will probably meet you up there and we'll see what needs to happen. You know, does she need to go into assisted living or probably not ready yet for a nursing home, but, you know, what, what do we need to do? And so I talked to Gary and he's like, yeah, do you know how long you're going to be gone though? Because, you know, running a business is here. And I'm like, oh, I know. I mean, I'm thinking a few weeks, but if we have to get her set up in a different place, you know, or make arrangements, it could be a month. He was like, oh, okay, you know. And so I left in February. We got up there the third it was about the third week of February. So I went to Nebraska first, met up with my sister and her three kids. So she had her three youngest yet. And it was me and my youngest, my daughter, who was 17 or 16. No, she was 16. Let's see. What would that be? Yeah, she was 16. So me and my 16-year-old daughter, and we met up with my sister and her three youngest, a uh, boy 15, and then two daughters, 11 and 8. So the five of us go up to mom's and we come in and we're like, hi, we're here to stay for a little while with you. And she was just ecstatic. She was so, so happy. And she's like, oh, my three little girls are home again because my other sister had been staying there for, you know, on and off. So we moved in, and this is, pardon the clicking, this is where I want to pick up with the memoir. Um, what happened during the ended up being five months that I was there was unbelievable. All right, so let's go down. Um... All right, bear with me. Okay, um, I took the bookkeeping of our business with, and then my son and Gary were taking over um, the actual running of the business. Now I have to, oh, I typed so much. Okay, let me go down, let me, let me pause this a second. Okay, I'm glad I paused it because before I left, um, me and Gary decided we were going to get into property again. Um, in 2007, we bought this acreage property that I'm on right now. And then in February 2008, before I, right before I left, we decided to make the house that we were in, because now the kids are all grown. Well, it, um, the boys had just moved out because they were like 
19 and 21 or something. And then Chelsea being 16, the daughter, our daughter, was the only one at home. And she spent so much time with her friends that it was like just me and him in the house. And we're like, let's let's make this house a rental and look for a house we want. You know, just something that, you know, we can make our own and that sort of thing. He wanted a, a bigger house. And I was like, yeah, we can we can do a bigger house. I mean, sure, why not? Um, he wanted a bigger lot also so he could have, have a shop in the backyard for the business. I agreed. We wanted to have rental properties and invest in real estate. We found a two-story house um, across in a different part of town in a nice neighborhood. It was a cute house. The downstairs was big and open and had a bedroom. I mean the main level. There's no basements. The upstairs had a landing at the top of the stairs and I think there was two or three bedrooms up there and two bathrooms. Really big backyard, tile roof, really cool. It was nice. So we put money down on it and set the closing date for in March. Okay, now before I go into this, I have to tell you about a dream I had. So what page am I on here? This is page uh, 64. Um, now let me find where I had the dream because this is very relevant. Okay, glad I paused it because it was like 50 pages earlier. All right, I had a dream. Um, this was before we moved. Uh, one night I had a dream. In this dream, I had just woke up and I was looking around at my surroundings. Gary was already up and came upstairs to our bedroom and said, get up, sleepyhead. I think I read this already, but I'll read it again. My sister-in-law and her friend are here to visit. I got up and walked out of the bedroom to an outside balcony door, also upstairs, opened the door and looked outside. Outside the surroundings were all gray and white and it appeared to be in the 1950s. From the outside, it appeared the building we were in was a white apartment, which is funny because inside we were in a house, and the streets and vehicles were white and gray. I looked around and felt an ominous feeling and shut the door. Back inside, I walked to the landing that led downstairs and looking down at the tan carpet below and part of the large living room adjacent to the front door, I saw our kids running around still in their pajamas. I thought, for our sister-in-law to come for a day visit in the morning and bring a friend must mean we live close to them. So, um, let's see, I didn't understand why the gray and white outdoors was so significant as well as the landing of the upstairs that looked out over the tan carpet in the living room and front door. Either way, I told Gary that when we moved to Arizona, we should look for a two-story house that fits this description because I knew it was from the Lord. Okay, so let's go back to where we left off. So we found this two-story house. Now, I this was... Um, probably 13 years later, I had completely forgotten about the two-story house with the tan carpet and the landing and all of that. Well, we find this house. It's just like 500 birds just flew over. We found this two-story house 
in town and I'm like, oh, what a cute house, you know, and he liked it and I liked it. I'm like, wow, it's cool. Looked at it, I think twice. The first time we looked at it, decided we liked it. And then we called the realtor and looked at it a second time to make sure. And then we put an offer on it. And then, and then my sister called from Nebraska and said, um, it's time to go up and see mom. I was like, oh, shoot. Okay. Well, I told Gary, I said, I will, I will probably be back before the closing date in March. So not to worry. Um, so she was living in this little town in Nebraska. She called and said, mom is not doing well. In December, she had called me and said that. And then, um, let's see. I got off the phone and told Gary what was going on. My oldest said he'd take care of the routes. <clears throat> um, oh, I got really wordy. Okay. And Ma, okay, so my sister said mom's health was really declining. Um, and then she called in, in February. Oh, yeah, she said my, they took mom to the emergency, emergency room. Her cancer might be back. She had gotten cancer in like 2002, and it was really bad. Almost took her. Like they had to revive her several times. I told Gary I had to go. Um, at this point, um, I was homeschooling my 16-year-old daughter. Um, she had dropped out, and I didn't have a problem with it because the you know what she wasn't really learning what she needed to learn i mean it was like okay so i knew mom was getting to be more and more difficult with age would be a good life learning lesson she was 16 okay um we left for up north in february I have a timeline from my notebooks on what all took place in 2008 up there. It was a wowza of a time. I also have my journals from December 25th, 07 to January 20th, 09. Oh my God. The following excerpts are from books I started on the 2008 experience. I was going to call it Lindenwood because I went to Lindenwood Park every day after it opened in the spring. This is in Fargo, which was close to where my mom lived. She didn't live in Fargo, but it was close. She was getting all of her treatments in Fargo to get away from the crazy that was 2008 in Moorhead at Mom's. The Lord showed me a lot at that park. Here's all of what I wrote in those books I started a few years ago. Okay, let me check the time. 23 minutes. Okay. Um, I'm just going to read this part here from my notebook and then on the next podcast i'll pick up what happened in 2008 what happened there um defined my life so much what would be the rest of my life so much that um i mean it just did it's everything stemmed from what happened in 2008 as far as what I'm still going through to this day. And it's not that I can't get over things. It's that the Lord will take an event and he will say, okay, 
this is now going to define your life and it's going to have a large impression and to do with your purpose and destiny. All right, so this is what I wrote in the notebook. I'm sorry if it gets choppy because there's some things that I have to edit out or not say. I certainly didn't plan it this way. We were only supposed to be at mom's for a few weeks. Mom was admitted to the hospital with symptoms of her cancer returning and she was really, really sick. My sister from Nebraska called me and said, mom is not doing well. And our other sister, um, who was in between the two of us in age, was living there part time and trying to help, but wasn't able to do it on her own. Mom was a handful. She always had mental health issues ever since I could remember. When we were young teens, us three little girls being only a year and a half apart in age, would take turns rubbing mom's neck when she had one of her tension headaches in the middle of the night. It was usually my sister from Nebraska who did it because me and my other sister weren't as good at it. Mom would sometimes have dad rub her neck, but it, he had fat thumbs, she said, and didn't do it right. Besides, Ma, uh, dad was always tired from working, and if we did it, then he could sleep. I remember when I was turning 12 years old and mom was up at the nearby hospital on the fourth floor where they had the psych ward. I didn't understand it at the time, but Dad said, as we drove by a hospital a few blocks from our house, that that's where Mom would be for my birthday. He said she was sick and needed her rest. I was the youngest of nine siblings, and I knew Mom was pretty wore out from all the shenanigans that the older ones put her through. But I didn't think I was exhausting for her. I was hurt that she was gone for my birthday, but then again, I didn't understand mental illness. However, I did know that she was in the psych ward. Um, Mom always required a lot of attention. She had a stroke at 60 before I moved away when my kids were little. She was always a heavy smoker, and after her stroke, she would walk through the living room with a cigarette in her hand, and next thing we knew, it wasn't in her hand anymore and was laying on the carpet smoldering. We had to watch her close in those days. We found lots of cigarettes laying around. Most had smoldered out. Maybe it was a good thing she got lazy at letting the dogs out because the carpet couldn't catch fire that way. Yeah, it was gross, but you just learned not to take your shoes off in the house. Dad was frustrated because he always booted the dogs outside to do their business, but he spent most of his time after retirement in the TV room or in the garage. Don't get me wrong, I love my mom very much. I was the youngest, her baby. She spoiled me rotten. When I was young, my siblings would say to me, go ask mom if we can this or that because they knew mom would say yes if I asked. So yeah, they used me for that. Dad saw how she spoiled me and he didn't like it either. I didn't have a close relationship with dad and I think it was because of that, but mom didn't care. When it came to someone taking care of her medically, mom would always depend on um, my sister that lived in, in Nebraska. Who, um, she had been renting the main floor of a house in Nebraska from a friend and didn't like it and wanted to move back. She called me and said, would I go to mom's to help her for a few weeks? She said her other sister was not doing well after the unexpected death of her son. That was the one who committed suicide. Although, although she was living at mom's, which was part time because she did have another place. But um, it was February, so she was mostly living at mom's because her other place was a mobile home and her water had froze up. Here are some expert excerpts from other books, in quotations, I started. I, st I started a few on my life. I suppose it just seems 
like any other life, but to me it was a wild ride. Here's some entries from my journal from that time. Okay, so before I left, my sister from Nebraska called and said, these are the things that she said, Mom's house is a garbage dump. It's going to take an army to clean it. Mom is living on borrowed time. Her heart can't take much more. It's working too hard. The doctor told our older sister he doesn't expect her to live much longer. She may not even leave the hospital. There's a possibility she had a heart attack. There's a couple spots on her lungs. She fell while she was at the hospital. Chronic lung disease is putting pressure on her heart. Our other sister who's living there can't handle it on her own and needs our help. So those are the reasons why I um, talked to Gary and said, I, I have to go. I have to go. Um, one more little paragraph before we arrived at Mom's. It's February 22nd, 2008. Me and Chelsea got to my sister's house in the little town of Nebraska. This town had... A popula it didn't even have a population sign. It was so small. But I think last count there was like maybe 20 people living there. She was staying at her friend's house renting it. It was big but drafty. She has a pellet stove and it's keeping up. One afternoon her and I went over to the cafe in Nibrora to get a bite. She was telling me she's interested in a guy and we just had small talk and this and that. Um, and then she said that, you know, she really feels that we need to go up to mom's and stay there. I was like, okay, yep. Um, we got to mom's on February 23rd, 2008. So that's where I'm going to pick it up. And let's see, page 67, March 3rd of 2008 was my first notes. All right. That's where I'm going to pick it up, and it's at 30 minutes. So next podcast, I will be getting into the things that took place while we were there. And remember now, this is the house I grew up in. This is the house that all of that evil stuff happened in. And there you go. There's a hint. All right. So with that, I pray you have a blessed day.